0: and welcome to the stack magazines podcast my name is stephen watson and i run stack the subscription club that delivers a different independent magazine to your door every month for this week's episode we're going to drop in on our stack magazine club from the end of september when i spoke with some of the people behind zweikommer sieben the swiss magazine that is obsessed with contemporary music We delivered their 27th issue to Stack subscribers in August this year. And then the following month, we invited everyone to join us for a conversation that digs into the details behind the making of the magazine. It turns out it was a particularly good time for us to catch them because issue 27 was something of a milestone for them. The magazine has been publishing for 12 years now, but in that very first issue, they included an editorial that explains that the human brain processes the present moment in 2.7 seconds, which in German translates to Komma Sieben. And they took that name because they wanted to understand the contemporary moment in music. So when they got round to issue 27, they used that as an opportunity to look back at what they've done before, breaking the 27 down to the 2 and the 7, svi and reflecting on what it means to have spent 12 years trying to capture the present. I love that sort of conceptual playfulness and experimentation and I think you'll hear that that comes from them mixing this very stereotypically Swiss sense of rationality and control with a crazy enthusiasm for reimagining what a printed magazine can be, completely overhauling the design and format and coming up with a fresh concept-driven approach every time. It was really lovely catching up with them. And I hope you'll enjoy this conversation with Remo, Mattis, Dorothy and Kai. I'm really uh, pleased to be joined uh, this evening by three of the people behind Zweikom Sieben magazine. So uh, we have Remo Bitsi, who is the managing editor and publisher. We have Matisse Newhouse, who is the editor. Uh, and we have Dorothy Dahler, who is the graphic de- designer. Um, and I, I gather that the team is kind of bigger than this. There, there are other people, too. Is that right?
1: Yes, there is quite a bunch, actually. Uh, and <laughs> maybe someone else uh, from the design team is uh, in here. I don't know. I just see the name. <laughs> Kylie Ma. <Lehmann. laughs>
0: yeah,
1: i <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, no, it's uh, the team, like the core team is uh, around seven people, but it's alternating uh, also because the design team is uh, is like a lineup that's changing every once in a while. And then there is a lot of uh, people involved, like authors, photographers, uh, etc. So, yeah, it's a lot more than just three of us.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, I've been a a big fan of this magazine for a long time and and I think, am I right in saying you started 12 years ago?
1: Yes, 2011.
0: Okay, so, yes. so you, you have to cast your mind back now. Take us back to the beginning and tell us, how did this whole thing start?
1: Um, uh, the story goes like this. Um, I, I was living abroad for a while. And then I uh, got back to Switzerland uh, for university. Um, and I was working as a music journalist Uh just before i returned to switzerland then i had some times uh, some time on my hands and uh, i enjoyed uh, enjoyed doing uh, interviews etc then i was at the art school and i uh, met like this person that's uh <laughs> in the chat here but not speaking kai and uh, he was studying graphic design and uh, he uh, seemed excited about the idea and uh, uh yeah, at the same time, I was also meeting some people uh, who were uh, doing events. Um, that seemed exciting to me. And uh, that's how the group kind of uh, got together. Uh, yeah, so that's about it, I guess.
0: So basically, you, you had a background in music journalism before you were making a magazine. Yeah,
1: I was doing a, an internship, actually. So, uh, uh, as far as that for the background, and then also like after the internship, I was uh, still writing for that magazine, and uh, yeah, that was about it. So not that much of background, I guess.
0: <laughs> we were just
1: claiming it, I guess, uh, that, that we
0: terms, can do it. <laughs> I mean, so I've, I've been trying to cast my mind back through through all of this and try to. I've been trying to remember, like, so what was. The music print journalism scene, like in two thousand and eleven, like would was this something where uh, you know like music magazines were much more prevalent than they are today? Or was this kind of like a bit of an outside fringe thing to do, even back then?
1: Um, yes and no. I mean, uh, I think we were uh, fans in, uh, from like at, at heart uh, from the very beginning. Uh, that that's how it uh, really goes out not really a magazine we never had reviews uh, etc so it was more like talking to people um and I remember there was a a magazine called SUP I guess uh, sup sub magazine that I really enjoyed um it, it was just introduced and th- there was a, a bunch of music magazines back then that I I enjoyed in the German-speaking area you still had specs and debug and Groove that were super important. Like, for a lot of people growing up, uh, uh, yeah, early 2000s, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I can't remember when they uh, <laughs> when they went bankrupt or whatever. Um, <laughs> but it, it was in the past decade. Like, all of them uh, just vanished. And also a lot of uh, other magazines uh, from back in the days. Like, it's all gone, I guess. And, like, I don't know, like, compared to those... It was different, I think. Um, and yeah, it was a bit special because we like uh, we just did in-person interviews. So people that were uh, playing here in Switzerland. And th- that's why in the very beginning, I thought of the magazine as being more like a, a local or national thing at best. But uh, when I was living in Berlin, I really loved Moto, the magazine store. So uh, I... I think i just went back to berlin with the first issue and uh presented it to them and like also uh interacting with artists that are featured in the magazine we were like uh, handing over older uh, issues to them when interviewing them and they were uh, impressed by the lineup we had uh, and yeah from through that i think we uh we realized that the <laughs> uh, the scope could be Different, like this, the scope is the right one, but maybe uh, there is an audience uh, that, that that that's a bit uh, more spread out than we thought originally.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so, so, Samuel and Matisse and Dorothy, when did you get involved with the
2: magazine? Um, for me, it was, uh, I think 20, 2015, I would estimate maybe 2016, because I was, um Living in berlin and then moved to zurich uh, in switzerland in 2015 and started uh, doing my master's there which was in cultural publishing and that's actually where i met remo and then um that was also actually for me the first time that i would been like made aware of this magazine i didn't know it before and then we really um connected pretty quickly and uh like found the shared or like had the shared interest of music and then uh, it gradually gradually developed from there in regards to my own role i remember like at like first i was translating pieces then at some point i was doing my first interview with someone and then as these kind of like um like things progress uh, people like decide to do something else with their time and then like spots open up and then at some point i was asked um if i could be like interested in uh, joining the like editorial team and that was, I couldn't even like, I can't even remember when that exactly was, but I would say like, I've been involved since 2015 and like slowly in a like more, like like in a bigger role from like one step to the other, one issue to the other actually, but it's been quite a few now. Like I I just wouldn't been looking through the last issues and I realized that like from the one that I had my first piece in until now, like already like quite a few more issues came came together.
0: Yeah, that's like 8 years of magazines,
2: right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that definitely like 10 plus issues which like are also like like puts in into perspective for me like how time how time goes for sure. Totally. And Dorothy, how about you?
3: Well, I have been working since uh, after my studies, after my bachelor's, I've been working with the designers of this magazine uh, Rafi Simon and Kai for other projects. And then um, I went to do my master's in the Netherlands in 2016 for two years. And uh, when I came back, Kai asked me to do one issue with him. And since then I do every other issue together Mm -hmm. with him. So this one has been my first one, which was the number 19 already. So yeah, I got into like a boat that was already kind of sailing.
0: So the three of them, so like, obviously, Remo, you were there right at the start, and then uh, the other two that have joined along the way. Can you tell me, like, how has it changed in that time? How is it different now making this magazine to how it used to be? Um,
2: I can definitely speak on this in regards to, I feel like, um, the music that's covered, because um, I definitely, like, and Remo, maybe, like, you can correct me if that's like a wrong assessment, but I feel like in the beginning or like, let's say for the first 10 to 15 issues or so, Zweckermazim definitely was very rooted in like electronic or like what you would maybe consider experimental electronic music. And I think that's been definitely like the strong focus, con- like next to like people working in electronic music in Switzerland, I would say there was always also something that maybe then, also was I I also wouldn't necessarily say that's been exclusively the focus but I feel like from from that point on where like in general everything got a little more like fluid and um, interest-wise like not as separated as, as it might have been like a few years back um, also like the content of the magazine became very like open and very much like depending on like the respective authors who are involved or like the people at the helm for that matter because I feel like the current editorial setup is very different to like the people who initially started it also like interest-wise what like music these people are into so I feel like it got maybe more open in regards to like the areas covered uh compared to like the issues like one to ten maybe but I think in spirit it's definitely been like kind of also maybe it just got a little more professional like like the issue like the print runs got a little bit bigger and like at this point everyone gets at least like a little fee for whatever they are contributing and these kind of things so i feel like there's definitely like structures that's organically been professionalized over like the years of involvement not like that doesn't mean that it wasn't professional before but i feel like that's definitely now like it's fair to say this is like a. Like economically running operation with like a lot of people involved and like a cash flow or whatever, where in the beginning it was maybe like a little more fancy Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and that's a really difficult thing to do. I mean, Remo, you mentioned already all of these magazines that have gone to the wall in the time since you started Spike on a Like, what's the secret? How are you doing it?
1: Maybe it got something to do with being Swiss and being very, you know, rigid about things. (laughs) And you know, if if we put out the date uh, when we say it will be published, and we just stick to it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, I mean that that's a bit (laughs) cliché. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like uh, we never or we always uh, thought of it as a side project, and I think that was a, a good. Thing. Um, and uh, although um, we we aimed at uh, having it, you know, having a, a professional operation, so to speak, we it was never really uh, thought of as uh, you know the the main source of income for uh, one of us. So. It was always like either studying or having jobs or being freelancers or whatever, and I think that helped. So uh, no one was ever really dependent on it and uh, tried to push it too far uh, in one direction or the other. That that wasn't uh, that wouldn't have been good for the magazine. I mean, there is also disadvantages with, with that, I guess, uh, because you know there is kind of a glass ceiling. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it also helped that uh, we we always try to involve uh, new people uh, and and, and that's why how the team grew and or changed uh, rather uh, that there is not that many people uh, still being involved that were uh, there in the beginning Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: helped as well and you know like for me uh, like now being more in the background it's super exciting to see uh like what uh mattis and helena uh the second editor uh is uh uh what they are doing it's super exciting i'm discovering stuff now through the magazine which is uh which is cool
0: totally. I, I think yeah. and, and i mean you've talked a bit about or matisse has talked about um the differences in actually making the magazine have there been differences in selling it as well right? is, is it easier now because your kind of a more established name or is it hard enough for some reason?
1: That's really hard to say. Um, I, I think it's it's very, very steady. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, you know, uh, just recently uh, the magazine like uh, got the, the Swiss Design Award and there was a lot of attention around this, but we sold some copies at, at the exhibition, but uh, through the website, uh, hardly anything happened because of that. Mm. Um, and you know, every once in a while, if even if you know, like famous people are uh, posting about it or sharing it on Instagram or whatever, not that much happens. Um, and it, it's to me, it's really a black box uh, h- how it works. And also, like we we uh, have uh, a subscription. Um, service and the, 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 there is, you know, like people are leaving, people are uh, joining. It, it, it's really hard to say. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, this is sounding so familiar to me that I, 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 <laughs> I, I'd like to say that I have stopped believing that there's going to be the thing that happens that then suddenly it's going to turn it off. But I can't stop believing, and the, so I, every <laughs> every time something's going to happen, it's, like, oh, it's going to be so cool. It's going to make such a difference, and then it comes. And it happens and it's great. And then it's just the next day and you're just still kind of, you're still just keeping on going.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. And I mean, it grew over the years. Uh, 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 I mean, we started with 300 copies in the very beginning, but back then it was uh, just German. Then we started translating. Then we increased the print run a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's... I don't know. Maybe that's just the size of the project that's, you know, yeah. possible. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's all right. It make, it's all right. You're making this all sound very rational and Swiss and 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 controlled. I'd like to just point out that this is an insane magazine, and <laughs> actually, <laughs> you you must make your life so difficult for yourselves. I mean, so the the last issue, uh, so issue twenty six, um. 27. uh, no, sorry, so issue 26. So the so the, the one that I guess I picked up at the end of last year, um like is this amazing concept of uh like making a magazine that is as kind of cost effective as it can be, and you do all this stuff of like you you've you've trimmed the magazine so it keeps the like the the uh yeah the trim. the the stuff that would normally be trimmed off you've kept on the the page which I guess is so that you can kind of like squeeze a bit more material onto the page and make a bit more of it when did you start completely changing everything every time you published an issue
3: since the beginning no yes (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah yes
0: um
1: and the reason was this because uh um uh, we we wanted to 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 make a magazine that's about uh like uh, contemporary uh music uh kai actually who, who did the first four issues uh on his own uh he thought it's a good idea to you know to <laughs> to, to to have like a graphic design concept uh that's uh that doesn't have anything that's actually uh you know uh repeating itself but always reacting to whatever is out there if it's the music or the content or whatever is floating around so yes like it's i don't know sometimes we did like the same format uh for like two issues uh but other than that it was always uh, different Oh. Uh, and it's beautiful if I, you know, if someone is uh, ordering some back issues and it's it's a bunch of them, it's always like, it's super wild. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I would love to receive this package actually. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, of course, of course. <laughs> so, so um, uh, Dorothy, what are you holding up there? Is, is that like...
3: So, Kai just gave me this. He's, he shares studio with me, so... <laughs> 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 um, this is the very first issue, just to give you an idea. Like, it's super, it's like about A45 and uh, very small. And it says it has like an edition of 300. And I think it's all bound by by hand, basically, like, you know, handmade. And then the second issue, I mean, they kind of have a similar, even same, similar size, <laughs> But the and yeah, they definitely you can see that like you know there's a style in the beginning, but the, there's not really a rule. So, but very small, um, like I don't know, not even page numbers here. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I love the way that Kai is just kind of lurking as the dog.
3: <laughs> He's a ghost. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so I, I was looking back, and the so I, like I said, I saw issue twenty six at the end of last year. We started emailing Remo at at that point to say that I'd love to send out, you know, whatever you're doing next. Um, And then we had a call with Dorothy as well in February. And I think that was when, Dorothy, you just starting to kind of pull together your ideas for what the next issue would be. So how how long do you normally work on a magazine forum? what is that process? Mm. It's
3: really hard to say because this is all, like I was just talking today to another designer and that this is something I could, even with any project, you are kind of almost never, every time is so different, even with something that you repeatedly do. So it really depends also a bit like, when do you have time? Because this is something you kind of do when you have time. So there are certain issues where I would have a lot of time, like early January, and then I start then. <laughs> and there are some issues when, I don't have that. So um, yeah, if you, maybe if we have talked in, in February, we already had like some ideas and uh, since actually, I think since like uh, Helena and Mathis are kind of, are the editors, there is mostly like this kind of theme they want to bring together in this issue that they see somehow pop up everywhere. And this time it was somehow this like continuity um, or longevity. So that was a bit already there when we, I think, when we have been talking. So this was something that uh, informed my design later on. Uh, also regarding that, the fact that it was issue number twenty-seven, somehow relating to the number of two point seven, and I, yeah, I always really, I always really wanted to work on this issue actually because of that.
0: <laughs> so yeah. I, I mean, I, I was so happy that we by chance happened to send out this one because the. Mm-hmm such a lovely opportunity to kind of look back at, at what you've done so uh, matisse maybe tell us that like, what was it about this issue that made you want to look at that theme of like kind of longevity
2: i guess like with these kind of i i would definitely like try to or like i would push back against like the, the the f- like the observation that this is always like the like one certain issue is always like super topical but there's just like always like stuff that's like floating around considering like one specific like topic really without like necessarily this always being like super present in all the conversations or like whatever and um, I s- always really enjoy like the moment when suddenly something like this like like a topic starts to manifest for like whatever reason that can be because like suddenly you have like three or four interviews in with like different artists and you realize they all have like a very strong focus on, I don't know, like can be anything like do it yourself culture, for example, or like, like any kind of like topic that might be like unifying a certain group of artists that are like or persons that are people that are represented in like a given issue. And yeah, I guess with the twenty seventh is is maybe like a like yeah it has definitely been an interest in like marking this issue as an important one because it's kind of like this like reference to like the name of the magazine which in itself is already pretty like um I, I, not necessarily conceptual but kind of like a tongue in cheek name play that's only accessible to like a very fractured part of like who's actually reading this magazine because it's like 2,7 doesn't mean anything to anyone who doesn't speak german and even then it's kind of like complete like you can see it also that's also a funny part of the design actually that's always changing that like some people write two comma seven other people abbreviated to zks then other people write zwei comma then others just write the full name and all that so yeah i don't know like with the last issue it was just this question of what you introduce with basically like longevity what does it mean to be in something like for the long run like keeping like keeping on instead of like like folding which is obviously like not always been easy so yeah i guess and then like also for example in that case then speaking to artists who might have had like a long career or like picking it up in layout with like the different like lengths of the like texts and all that so just like trying to make it holistic in a way without like this necessarily having to be like a super didactic like approach to any given any given topic i would say
0: Mm -hmm. so so just in case that anyone didn't spot it the, the first time around so in the editor's letter to this issue you write about how in the first issue of the magazine um you were interested in this idea that the human brain processes reality in like 2.7 seconds. And so 2.7, that's Zvankoma Sieben, that's where this whole thing came from. And then you kind of extend that out to talk about the sort of impossibility of ever capturing a moment, because obviously it's kind of gone by the time you you get to it. So so Dorothy, the you you then, I mean, I'm presuming it was you who came up with the mad idea of extending the editor's letter to the whole magazine where where did that come from
3: yeah that was exactly this idea of like that you would read a text that you would like basically read text next to each other in different times and that you are already in the middle of a magazine when you only read the beginning so kind of like work working on like playing on this like Structure that we always have for a magazine, right? Like you have first editors and then you have always a lead in because the lead in also kind of of often interview also always goes through each interview. So you kind of um, have different timings going back and forth through the magazine.
0: And then also, like with the kind of introductions to articles. So exactly. So you basically end up as a reader, it's a really strange experience you can feel like you don't understand what's going on you you're like having to go backwards and forwards and and um, I think it's a it's a lovely effect and I sort of like the weirdness of that and I guess the kind of bigness of that meant that I almost didn't notice what you were doing at the other side of the page where the footers have just got this like insane amount of detail in them the like you've got there's like the page number to show where oh. you are whole magazine there's a page number to show you where you are within that story there's like what type of story it is and that so why why do we need to have this like mass excessive information in the bottom
3: yeah that's a good question (laughs) (laughs) it's always a question like how technical do you want to get right and like when does it become decorative i uh i couldn't say whether we need it to be honest like it's like another another way to tell you what I've done it's it's a matter whether like I think it's a personal preference whether you think it destroys the idea or it kind of elevates it yeah at
0: yeah.
3: that point I guess I thought that it it kind of maybe helps to understand
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, well I'd, lo- I'd <laughs> um but I'd love to talk a little bit about how you choose the artists that you feature so um, you've talked about how like earlier on, it was more about kind of electronic music, experimental electronic, and now that has been like pushed wider. So I guess then there's an even greater emphasis on like who you're choosing to feature because like when it could be this there's, there's much wider pool, like, you know, kind of who, how do you decide who you want to have on the pitch?
2: Um, yeah, that also is like a very like, good question where there's definitely not an easy answer to because like the reality is that since this magazine is coming out twice a year there's maybe like i would say spot like spots for around about 20 to 25 if it's like two like stacked issues like like artists that can be featured or like can be involved in an issue and like there is definitely like a big like we since like the magazine has been around for a while there's definitely like a lot of like PR agencies that try to like push certain artists like with any kind of like feature because they have like albums out which like I have to add is definitely also been like a valuable source over the years from time to time to like gain access to certain artists because like the magazine is recognized as like a good platform for I don't know like maybe a little bit more of a niche like audience but then that definitely also like yeah just recognized i would say so there's definitely been occasions where it's just been kind of like we kind of have to do it because it's like good for the magazine and also like an interesting opportunity i remember that i met nicholas jar for example uh when he had his exhibition in amsterdam at, at ham and I think he spoke to like two or three different journalists like globally and like they picked us for like reasons that they just like the magazine. So these kind of things happen. And then in the end, still, I have to say a lot of it really boils down to personal taste of the editorial department. And uh, that's just like in this case now more like my like opinion or also Helena's Um always like in close contact with Remo as well because he just also like always proved to have like a very good intuition in regards to um artists. Remo I just as a quick like detour saw in this issue was a interview with one Otrix Point Never and that was like in 2015 and now he has like a big profile in the New Yorker like eight years later that's kind of like just to give like a little bit of perspective in regards to like people that like just been on the radar and then been featured and like went on to like bigger things I would say so yeah it's really it's like a dialogue between also like some authors we worked with like for years and trust them in regards to their like opinions and decisions and like often authors that like have been contributing to the magazine come to us and say they want to speak to x or y and then we are also often happy to let them let them cook so to speak so it's yeah it's uh, it varies from issue to issue sometimes there's like these kind of like unicorn artists that we try to like like name like just get to talk to us like one of those is definitely for example Meredith Monk like we've been trying to get an interview with Meredith Monk for years now I would say and it's always kind of like sometimes you have it like and then it's slipping away whatever but it's like it's really like buried in regards to like people approaching us, us approaching people, knowing that because also it got a little more open in regards to the rule of we have to be where the artist is. Obviously, like also through COVID and all that, that definitely like softened this like barrier a little bit in regards to... There is definitely zoom conversations in this magazine these days just like obviously there is also a certain kind of access that comes with that compared to just speaking to artists and like who come through switzerland or something like that
0: yeah and, and yeah i feel when i'm reading this i feel like there is a distinct swiss character to it so the so and partly i guess that is it's where you are <laughs> so it's kind of it's not surprising like that you're going to be speaking with artists here in Switzerland, but. Is there also is there like a is there an effort to make sure that you have that perspective? Because I guess I mean that's not something I'm getting from any other music magazine.
1: I mean it's not true anymore. Uh, Matis just moved back to Berlin <laughs> again, and and Helena she's based in Amsterdam and always uh, has been. And I mean, uh, yeah, since uh, I can't remember uh, like two issues. Uh, that's the setup of the magazine and. Before, it was for a long time, three people uh, like sitting in, in Lucerne, uh, being the editorial team. And, you know, it is different these days, I guess a little bit, but not that much. Um, and I don't know if it's, uh, if it's, you know, the sound of the magazine that has established itself or if it's, I don't know, you know, attracting the people. Uh, that are thinking in a in a similar way, or writing in a similar way, editing in a similar way. It, it's hard to say, but there is nothing uh, like a a guideline, or you know, it's uh, it's it's pretty free. I don't know. Uh, you haven't been briefed. Uh, in that That way, Montice, I guess.
2: (laughs) No, but I would say, I, I would definitely say we pay attention. I guess that's, like, naturally coming with, like, doing this out of, like, I think it's always been, like, something that I really appreciated about, like, the way the magazine works or also finds its topics that it's, like, not, like, not produced in, like, a center, like, that it's specifically not from, like, London or Berlin or New York or these kind of cities, but always, like, kept itself a little bit, like, detached from this just by like being from like a relatively small town in Switzerland and I feel like it's it's just embedded in that sense in this magazine that it's from Switzerland even though now like the operation is definitely way more global but I would definitely also say that we like pay attention and like the last issue for example there was like three Mm -hmm. artists I think from Switzerland featured and like I, I there's definitely no rule about it or anything but it's obviously always something that's also that's where like the closest connections are and like a lot of people like either approach us or we feel like it's also like a nice kind of like gesture towards them to feature them in a magazine that then finds its like audience also like a little more globally but there's definitely like no quota or anything for like having swiss artists necessarily present but we try to try to get them in
0: and i guess it kind of goes hand in hand with a more general sense of like sort of the outsider like the, you know you talked about it you know this is not a magazine that's coming from like a global center like london or berlin and i guess that then also is affected by the type of people who you profile that you know kind of maybe they well actually that's not true i mean like you you do have like you know like really big stars in here like the um i've totally blanked on the guy's name but like sort of super famous guy like his- christian uh,
2: maclair maybe yes
0: yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but then, like, kind of for you to start the magazine off with, like, Latina Plummer, who I'd never come across before and probably wouldn't without this magazine, I think it's kind of, you know, there's a bit of a statement in that.
2: Yeah, for sure. I feel like that's, like, also, like, the exciting, like, element about it, that it's not only, like, stuff that's getting thrown, like, our way by, like, PR agencies, but sometimes it's also nice to, like, take the bait and then have, like, the possibility the other way around to, like, Push, I don't know like a collective from Basel who's been doing like great work in like Basel's scene but maybe wasn't super and then like these people maybe have been reading the magazine for years because they've been following it from like a local perspective and suddenly like appear next to someone like Léa or like any other artist so I feel like that's like finding this mix that's like keeping it yeah I mean like staying a little unpredictable, I think is good in regards to like what kind of artists are featured, so yeah, we try to like make this the focus and like any kind of topic that's then like popping up like is a is a plus, I would say
0: and so we we had a question coming from uh is is it Aced or iced? I hope I'm saying that right. um uh saying do you ever feel challenged by the sense of urgency since the magazine's coming out twice a year? Um, And so then how do you actually like maintain that sense of urgency?
2: Um, Maybe I can speak on this because um, definitely like like a valid question in regards to especially like dealing with or trying to deal with like the present and the contemporary, like the production cycle of like an issue is relatively long. It's like, I would say the graphic designers work like shorter and more like focused on the issue whereas like in the editorial department like it's basically a year-round project so like one issue comes out in november the other in may and then usually like the one that's coming in coming out in may the work starts late december early january like or like in december and then reaching out to authors trying to get the artists to speak to them and like all that like definitely like takes like quite a long time And then you only have these like 20 to 25 spots um, in the magazine that I mentioned earlier. So it's definitely like a challenge, which also like um, is heightened, this kind of challenge due to the fact that our um, website is really not like that big of a like topic or like that big of a like platform yet. I want to say like there's definitely like the ambition to try and change that, but Yeah, there's definitely, like, I mean, as I, like, I think said in the editorial of the last issue, like, it really is this case of you feel like you caught the present and then it slipped away because it's, like, really already, like, moved somewhere else and there's, like, a new kind of, like, I don't know, interesting artist popping up who's, like, 18 from somewhere or, like, influencing, I I don't know, like, it's really, it's really tough, actually, but I feel like still there's, um it feels like it's a steady project because I'm constantly working on it, even though it's like not like super present always, but it's definitely like, yeah, I feel like it's, for me, it's hard to imagine how it would be possible to do more than two issues per year, but it's obviously also like due to the structure that we have and the people who are involved.
0: You you mentioned the website there and I'd I'd be interested to hear about that because that it looks like you've got stuff on there, which is produced just for the site. Is that right?
2: yeah some stuff yeah Uh,
1: every once in a while but it's it's definitely not a focus uh or it it hasn't been up until now because uh it was always just there and you know it's it's a bit of a bomber because uh, like uh, also this question of urgency it's, it's interesting um I think because we are so slow, we can't uh, participate in like all those hype uh, things that, that are happening in, in online music journalism. And, you know, that there is a lot of uh, very boring interviews uh, in my eyes uh, and always have been on, on blogs and websites because it's just like email interviews. And that was always um, the aim to, to have conversations in the magazine that are... Uh, not that short, you know, like that that have a uh, uh, that can live longer than just like a couple uh, of days or weeks or whatever. So it, it's actually a, a pretty nice resource we have there, like all those uh, articles that have been published uh, over the years. And every once in a while, I I, I uh, get back to an interview accidentally or because someone was asking something and then I just read it and I think it's still somehow relevant so um yeah it's uh yeah, it's a different kind of urgency urgency uh, I think and uh, for the website as it there and we can publish uh, older uh, articles uh, on it uh, and and we did that uh, sometimes a bit uh, more frequent when when someone had uh, some time on, on his or her hand. Uh, and then uh, this starts happening. And then people ask, oh, can you uh, cover this and that? And we're like, yeah, we can't. But then we sometimes do it for whatever reason. There is always uh, an interest from, from festivals to have reviews. And that was something we were doing. Um, uh, for a bit and uh or it hasn't stopped really but it, it it's not like uh, uh like a mission or whatever that uh, we gave ourselves it's really uh uh up until here it, it was really uh, mainly about uh the print uh, magazine and that the website is more like a side project i think
0: and amari you used to have events as well
1: Yes, we uh, used to do a lot of events uh, over the years and like from early on for the first uh, issue we did the release event. And then after that, I I don't know, uh, because uh, where we were all based in, in the beginning, it was, uh, it's a small city and like the stuff we are interested in as a magazine, uh, it's it's not something that's just happening by itself. So uh, every, every time uh, someone who was doing uh, events at the, a venue, there is just like, like, I don't know, three or four or five uh, in the city that are doing interesting things. And then like promoters uh, quitting or whatever, uh, then we had a problem. So we started doing uh, events ourselves. And uh, there was a time we, we did like a lot of stuff, uh, maybe two or three events uh, per month, and like all sort of things, which was very um, confusing for the audience, uh, I guess, and also very uh, intense for us because it it was a lot uh, to organize. And for the audience, it was just like um, a party on the weekend, uh, then some, you know, uh, sound art uh, thingy uh, during the week, and then the next weekend we would do a concert, and it was just like, whatever made sense to us, um, we, we just did it. And then after a while, there was also interest from uh, abroad. And then we started doing festivals here and there. And it it just happened very organically. And it was always exciting to do. Uh, then we got a bit older, and we, we kind of slowed down. And then COVID happened, and uh, it collapsed completely. Uh, Although nowadays there are uh, things, you know, popping up. Uh, uh, yeah, so maybe we we will be doing events again. Uh, pretty soon. See, you're,
0: you're even older now than you were then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a it's a strange thing with time. So <laughs> we're confused with that since the very uh, beginning. I I think.
0: All right, so I imagine then, so you, uh, given your deadlines and and everything, like the the next one will be coming out in a couple of months. So um, are you able to talk yet about issue 28?
2: Sure, yeah, I think that's not really really a problem. Like uh, it's definitely, um, I'd say from the editorial perspective, it's almost finished. And uh, I think what's been interesting to us, for this issue was the topic of um so there's definitely like a topic this time around uh, of voices and like highlighting the different like aspects that like a voice like can either be like very important for any kind of artistic practice by like for example someone like meredith monk like who we again weren't able to speak to for this issue but like was kind of like the like the the like the ideal Conversation partner also for this topic, almost I would say, and then also trying to have artists that might be quite outspoken in regards to like any kind of like idealistic, like a pro or whatever, or using using their voice to like highlight I don't know any kind of like like stuff happening either good or bad or like these kind of things. So trying to to play with this a little bit um in regards to the to the content and like who's featured, I think. It's again like a pretty like good mix of like established artists and maybe like newer artists and like some stuff that's um I don't know I also have to actually look at the list if I can maybe give an example of of something that's like interesting but yeah I I think like in short it's definitely been interesting to us to think about this topic of voices and um, how this comes together either as like an artistic practice or like a Instrument or um, all these kind of things, yeah.
0: And so, so will this one be designed by Kai? Are, are we, are we yeah. going to, be able to lure Kai out of the out of the darkness to come and tell us about this? The direction, hey. So it's okay. So, so, Kai, so, what, so what's uh, like kind of what can we expect visually from the the next issue?
4: So. Uh, It's going to be pretty wild because we want to bring in this topic of voices. I mean, talking about only from a visual typographical uh, standpoint, Um, uh, we're going to uh, mix like uh, one typeface with a lot of uh, sizes and weights of this font. And we're going to mix it together in a way that you can really visually also see kind of this uh, parallel voices uh, speaking together. And we're now um, working together with Rafi again on this issue and uh so now uh we're really in the process of defining uh the, basically the, the grid that is going throughout the whole next scene and uh, developing the yeah the the system throughout the main scene yeah. and uh, so next Friday we have then the first meeting with the editors and then this is a point where then uh, Matisse, Remo, and Helena, will see what we've been working on and they have the chance also to give us feedback. Yeah, so,
0: yeah.
4: Awesome. It sounds like
0: a crucial stage. I'm so pleased that we've managed to lure you out. (laughs) 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 Um, Thank you, all of you, so much for taking the time to talk. Uh, It's brilliant to hear about this stuff. Um, I love it when a magazine sort of like poses a bunch of kind of like challenges and puzzles and you can kind of like work your way through it and feel that there's always something else kind of just around the corner and i think it's a, a beautiful thing that you're making and um, so thanks to all of you thanks to everyone for uh for coming and seeing it um uh and i'll talk to you uh, again next month everyone cheers cool. thanks, thanks, so. thank, thank, you. You. thank you
1: bye-bye,
0: thank you. bye-bye Okay, that's all for this episode, I would like to say thanks again to Remo Mathis and Dorothy, and of course to Kai for coming out of the shadows at the end. Uh, We hold our Stack Magazine Club conversations every month to explore the magazines that we deliver to our subscribers, and we would love to have you there too. So uh, if you want to get closer to the best independent magazines, sign up at stackmagazines.com and we'll start delivering a surprise magazine to you every month. And we'll invite you to our Zoom chats to hear direct from the editors, designers and publishers who make them. And if you use the code podcast when you sign up you'll save 10% on our normal prices and I'll thank you at the end of our next episode. That is what Jenna Wojorn from Wisconsin did this week. Thanks ever so much for joining our club Jenna. I hope you're enjoying your first magazines very soon. I totally love it when people use this code because we only ever mention it here right at the end of our podcast so it's created sort of like a secret club within the club if you're listening to this and thinking you want to give stack a try be like jenna go to stackmagazines.com and use the code podcast when you sign up and you'll get 10 off our normal prices and i'll thank you at the end of our next episode or if you're not ready to spend money just yet make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcasts and we'll send them straight to you as soon as they're ready Thank you very much for listening to this one and we'll be back with another episode in a couple of weeks.